Good morning, and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, December 24th. Today we're discussing GM's halt on Chevy Blazer EV sales due to early software problems and Adobe's surrender to Figma. Plus, we'll be looking into the halt of Apple Watch sales, hackers accessing millions of accounts, and Amazon's new Echo Frames not being able to compete with Ray-Ban Meta. Lastly, in our Deal Dive segment, we'll be discussing a startup that's tackling bedbugs. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. General Motors has hit a roadblock with the launch of its new Chevy Blazer EV. The automaker has temporarily halted sales due to a series of software problems encountered by some of the first vehicles shipped. Celeste, can you elaborate on this? Certainly, James. The issues seem to revolve around the SUV's screens and charging at DC fast stations. GM has confirmed these problems and stated that their engineering teams are working tirelessly to find a solution. Once a fix is ready, Blazer EV owners will need to take their vehicles to a dealership for a software update. Do we know how many vehicles are affected by these issues? GM has not provided an exact figure, but they have stated that a limited number of vehicles are affected. Importantly, they've also clarified that these problems are not safety-related, nor are they related to the Ultium platform or Google built-in. Could you tell us more about the specific issues that have been reported? Sure, James. Kevin Williams at Inside EVs reported that the infotainment screen on his Blazer went completely blank and became unusable. He also experienced problems charging the car, even receiving an alert to have the vehicle immediately serviced. Edmonds also reported a long list of warning messages on its own test vehicle. That's quite a setback for a vehicle that's supposed to be a crucial part of the Chevy lineup. Can you tell us more about the Blazer's place in GM's EV strategy? Absolutely, James. The Blazer EV is positioned above the entry-level Bolt, but below GM's pricier EVs like the Cadillac Lyric. It's one of the first mass-market vehicles powered by GM's new Ultium platform, which is slated to underpin an entire lineup of EVs with new electrical architecture, batteries, and software. This makes the Blazer EV a key player in GM's transition to electric vehicles. It's certainly a situation we'll be keeping an eye on. Thanks for the insight, Celeste. Now, this past week in tech has been anything but quiet, with a flurry of stories ranging from data breaches to corporate acquisitions falling through. Celeste, let's start with the data breaches at Comcast and Mr. Cooper. What's the story there? Hackers exploited a critical rated security vulnerability known as Citrix Bleed, found in Citrix networking devices, to access the sensitive information of almost 36 million Comcast Xfinity customers. In a related incident, hackers stole the personal information of over 14.6 million customers from mortgage and loan giant Mr. Cooper. The stolen data includes names, addresses, dates of birth, phone numbers, social security numbers, and bank account numbers. That's quite alarming. Moving on, Adobe's $20 billion bid to acquire Figma has fallen through due to regulatory pushback in Europe. What can you tell us about this? The deal, first announced in September last year, was always going to attract regulatory scrutiny due to the size of the transaction and the fact that it would have taken one of Adobe's major rivals out of the picture. However, the companies have now officially ended their acquisition plans. Interesting. Now, Apple has halted the sale of its Series 9 and Ultra 2 smartwatch due to a patent dispute. Can you shed some light on this? The International Trade Commission ruled in October that Apple must halt the sale of these smartwatches due to a patent dispute with California-based medtech firm Massimo. The dispute is over the blood sensor monitor on the latest flagship Apple watches. 
Apple is currently appealing the ITC's ruling. In other news, Trevor Milton, the founder and former CEO of electric truck startup Nikola, has been sentenced to four years in prison for securities fraud. What's the background on this? Trevor Milton's sentencing marks the end of a multi-year saga that saw Nikola's stock soar by 83%, only to crash months later amid accusations of fraud and canceled contracts. Milton was found guilty of securities fraud. Now, Microsoft's AI-powered chatbot, Microsoft Copilot, has gained a new skill. What's this about? Microsoft Copilot can now compose songs thanks to an integration with the generative AI music app, Suno. Users can enter prompts into Copilot like, create a pop song about adventures with your family, and Suno will bring their musical ideas to life. That's quite innovative. And finally, Bird, the electric scooter company, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. What led to this? Bird's bankruptcy filing comes after a turbulent year for the company. In a press release, Bird confirmed it had entered into a financial restructuring process aimed at strengthening its balance sheet. The company plans to continue operating as normal in pursuit of long-term, sustainable growth. Thanks for the updates, Celeste. It's clear that the tech world never sleeps, even during the holiday season. Speaking of which, this April marked a decade since Google released the first generation of Glass. In the last 10 years, smart glasses have had their fair share of hits and misses. Celeste, could you give us a rundown of the current state of smart glasses? Absolutely, James. The journey of smart glasses has indeed been a mixed bag. Google Glass, for instance, never reached the kind of critical mass required to launch a commercial product, though Google seems content to revisit the concept every few years. The success of augmented reality, or AR, has largely been confined to smartphone screens, despite efforts from companies like Magic Leap, Microsoft, and Meta. The technical limitations have confined these solutions to significantly larger form factors. So it seems like the technology still has some way to go before it can be condensed into a regular glasses size. What are some of the recent developments in this space? Well, Meta's recent hardware event saw the release of two head-worn devices, the Quest 3, a VR headset that offers an AR experience courtesy of pass-through technology, and the Ray-Ban Meta, which doesn't offer augmented reality but fits into the standard glasses form factor. The Ray-Ban Meta, like the Snapchat spectacles before them, are all about content capture. A camera built into the frame lets the wearer shoot quick videos and live stream for social media. As for content consumption, speakers are built into the temples directing music or podcast audio toward the wearer's ear. That's interesting. So the focus seems to be shifting towards content capture and consumption. What about Amazon's Echo Frames 3? How do they fit into this picture? Amazon's Echo Frames 3 don't do video capture, but they offer a similar audio setup with speakers located in the temples. Unlike most headphones and earbuds, they don't cover the entrance to the ear canal, which is great for situational awareness. However, the audio quality leaves much to be desired. The real centerpiece here is echo functionality. The frames are yet another form factor for summoning Alexa, making them a hands-free voice assistant that you can take anywhere. Your phone gets a decent connection. So it seems like the Echo Frames 3 are more about integrating Alexa into a wearable device. What about the design and battery life of these glasses? The Echo Frames 3 come in five different styles and can be customized with prescription lenses, blue light filtering, or sunglasses. The battery life is stated at 14 hours of moderate usage. However, the charging dock is big and awkward relative to the glasses themselves. The design isn't intuitive, and it's a far cry from the Ray-Ban Meta's extremely convenient and well-designed charging case. Amazon's case, on the other hand, is collapsible, adding convenience in being able to fold it flat while wearing the glasses. 
It's clear that while smart glasses have come a long way in the past decade, there's still a lot of room for improvement and innovation. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, shifting from tech to pests, bugs, as we all know, can be quite the nuisance. They can cause significant damage to homes, buildings, and even crops. The issue often is that we don't realize we have a bug problem until it's too late. However, a startup called Spada is aiming to change that. Celeste, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, James. Spada is using technology to tackle this age-old problem. They've developed small devices that use sensors to detect the presence of bugs early on, before an infestation can occur. The devices attract bugs, identify them, and then send images of the bugs to the users. Robert Fryers, the company's co-founder and CEO, pointed out that this is a sector that hasn't seen much innovation for decades and believes that technology can provide a much-needed solution. That sounds like a promising approach. But how does Spada ensure that these devices are practical for widespread use? Friars emphasized that for this type of product to scale, it's crucial that the devices are small, inexpensive, and require minimal maintenance. This makes them accessible and easy to use for a wide range of potential users. The goal is to catch the problem early, reducing the need for extensive use of chemicals. It's interesting to see how technology is being applied to such a traditional problem, potentially revolutionizing pest control to make it more efficient and environmentally friendly. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. And with that, we conclude our stories for today. But don't worry, Current Radio will be back tomorrow with more updates.